The word taxidermy is derived from the Greek words taxis and derma. Taxis means to move and derma means skin, as in the dermis. The word taxidermy therefore translates to the arrangement or movement of skin. Taxidermy is practiced primarily on vertebrates, mammals, birds, fish, reptiles and less commonly on amphibians but can also be done to larger insects, arachnids and even football teams under some special circumstances. Welcome to episode 19 of Cop On, you big-eyed fluffy wonder puppy. My name's Owen and I'm so utterly delighted to be talking about how Liverpool Football Club are still top of the English Premier League, having royally stuffed mid-table Manchester United so gratuitously their scrotum now resembles a bin bag. Send us an email, coponpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash coponpodcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Cop on podcast. Um, speaking of Twitter, you can also follow our guest today, Darren Wild at Wild Darren. Go on, do it. Why not? I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for supporting us and just by listening and and uh, do spread the word. Cop on podcast is here for you, Liverpool fans everywhere across the world, the galaxy, and the universe. Enjoy. Thank you so, so much for joining me, Darren, today. Um, you are so lucky. I hope you realise you got to watch the thunderous Rocket Reds last night, didn't you? At the stadium. You were there. I was, yeah, I was there. I was there. I was fortunate enough to um, to uh, to get a ticket. So uh, I've seen a few uh, Liverpool United games. Uh, not many at Anfield, to be fair. I've watched most of mine at uh, Old Trafford, so it's not, and it's not the same. Sat amongst a lot of United fans supporting the away team. Wonderful. So, how many times have you seen Man United play Liverpool at Anfield? That is the third time, actually. Only the third time, and I've probably watched them about six times before that but but actually at old traffic ah the old toilet wow and how did it compare yesterday in terms of everything the atmosphere also the quality of both of the teams you know in comparison it was it was you know it was probably the best that i have experienced actually because you know of the win of what was at stake i mean our 100 percent record uh you know keeping the pressure on city and um, and and again, you know, just the fact that we, we we just haven't been able to get one over them, despite their drop in form in recent years. And um, you know, and I think that you know the crowd were uh, the crowd were on uh, on on top notch, and uh, you know it was it was fantastic. And to come away with a win and and defeat them like we did, uh, it was uh, you know it was amazing. Excellent. I mean, the the crowds you can never tell how loud the crowd is really on television. But there did seem to be a particularly vociferous rendition of Ale 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 uh, after Shakiri's goal. I mean, 
I imagine it was it was it was sort of deafening in the stadium, was it? Was it? Oh yeah, it went. Yeah, everybody went mental. It was it was amazing. I mean, I think uh, I think you know right from the start when you know we're singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" and the United fans are trying to drown out Liverpool fans, and um, you know, and we kind of uh, turned it up a notch in terms of volume and just drowned them out. And all I could hear was you know the, the Anfield crowd singing away and. And then, you know, we were in good voice, you know, right the way through the first half. I think uh, my brother said it uh, didn't sound quite as uh, as, as loud as, as, I'd, as I'd kind of described it to him. Yeah. So, well, we had a quiet patch after, uh, after they scored because it was, you know, it was against the run of play. It was just such a surprise. And, and um, you know, there was a few moments where I think uh, we were... You know, we were a bit stunned by the goal, their, their goal, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the crowd picked up again and, and started chanting Liverpool, and um, and and then you know carried on from there. So it was you know pretty good all the way through. Well, I, I mean that's fantastic. It sounds fantastic. Who who were you with? I was with my son James. So um, yeah, so we uh, we went, and, and he was saying while we were. We were on uh, route to the ground that this was probably his. Uh, this is probably his biggest game after the um, Europa League final. How old is he, James? Seventeen. He's seventeen. Seventeen. Wow! Perfect. The the new generation coming through, Liverpool fans. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Um, I mean, I thought I thought before the match, I. I was extremely confident, like many Liverpool fans. I, I mean, you don't have that much of a difference, 16 points as it was before kickoff, without there being uh, a gulf in quality. I mean, I know Mourinho, you know, has a track record of of ruining our our fun, as I said in the last episode. But um, there was, I was, you know, I was more confident about that than than at any point and to to have 36 shots which is a record since Opta started collecting their stats for shots uh, shots uh, at goal um, back in 2003-2004 um, it was an absolutely dominant dominant performance um, and you know were there, were there any stats that stood out for you from the game? Well, well, I think I mean the one that that stood out for me was that uh, I think um, you know I get this right. No opponent has had so few shots, um, and uh, and and I think the uh, Lukaku one as well. The fact that he had so few touches, you know, I think uh, you know it's you know I think they, I mean they were so poor, Manchester United. I mean the poorest side that the, the United side I, I've seen. You know, and um, you know, and that's not to take anything away from Liverpool because they were, you know, they were they were, uh, as Mourinho said, you know, they just, you know, it just couldn't match them for the speed, intensity, you know, hunger, and you know, and we were, we were, we were all over them right from the get go, and uh, you know, but they were they were poor, and so it doesn't surprise me that the stats are so, are so one sided. Um, it, it, I mean, it's unbelievable that that. That Lukaku uh, stat I saw that he had 20 touches in the whole game. He only made seven successful passes, and four of those were from kickoffs. So I mean that's unbelievable. Over 90 minutes, and I I 
I mean, I love defensive football sometimes. You know, I couldn't watch it every week, but sometimes I do love a good, like I loved Greece when they won the Euros. And there is something about defensive football where you've got the low block and, you know, it's good to watch an underdog have a chance, like Iceland in the last Euros, for example. Um, you know, just play really sort of dogged, you know, football. But I don't really understand how Liverpool are doing it by, you know, restricting teams to so few shots, so few chances. Um, is there anything that you could, I mean, any light that you could shed? I mean, why is our defence so good when we're attacking all the time? Well, well I think, you've, I mean, you've got Virgil van Dijk. I mean, again, he was a colossus. I mean, you know, Lukaku just didn't have you know, have a chance, I think, you know. And so, and, and also we're, we're defending, you know, quite high up. And so, you know, teams have got to... Um, I think teams have got to either shoot from distance, which which you know seems to be a a dying art. This I mean this season, you know, I've had, I don't seem to you know have seen as many kind of you know screamers from twenty yards. You know that you know you normally get a few, but I mean you know I've not seen as many this season as as, as I feel as I mean that might just be my perception as as usual. But I mean again, you know, I think we defend high. I think uh, teams are. Um, you know, I think teams are, uh, are fighting to commit players forward as well because we break so quickly, and so I think that you know their opportunity in and around the box is, you know, is 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 reduced, and so you know they're either trying to walk the ball in, you know, and uh, you know, you know, or, or or make sure. I mean, our keeper, our our our, um, our defenders are. You know, are on any attackers, you know, like lightning, unless they unless they love them, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Um, but let's talk about um, you know the best performers uh, during the match because I mean it is plural. Uh, you know, the best performers. I mean, what you know, who, what performance is like one of the first ones that comes to your mind when you think about the best players for Liverpool yesterday. Well, I think uh, I mean, it, like I say, it was difficult. I mean, there were so many great performances in the match. I think, uh, I mean, Firmino stood out for me early on. I mean, you know, Bobby seemed to have really kind of uh, be up for it, and um, and uh, you know, and I, and I, you know, I was torn really, you know, whether to, to, you know, in terms of man of the match, you know, for me because he, he played so well, you know, determined and and getting back to you know some of his best football, he really was, uh, he really was fantastic. I think Robertson again. You know, he he just never stopped. You know, up and down the pitch, and so, you know, uh, you know, he stood out. I think. Uh, uh, I mean, interestingly, watching the game back after I came home, you know, I, I didn't realise how well Fabinho had played, and um, you know, and, and to be fair, that that you know, I didn't really, I didn't really notice him during the game. I knew he played well, but you know, I think. I think um, you know Firmino, and then uh, you know was was kind of you know caught my eye early on, and then obviously when Shakira came on, he, he he just you know changed the play absolutely. I mean you know with his two goals, and so uh, and so through all all the way throughout, you know, um, Van Dyke, fantastic. You know. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I mean you mentioned you mentioned a few, I mean a few of them there. I mean the, you know if you're talking about Firmino, yeah, I totally agree. His touch is back, isn't it? I mean he's uh, he's looking like uh, like the player that we want to see. You know he seems to have you know had a few good nights sleep, and he's back to his sort of you know his uh, pulsing best. Um, 
And uh, but you know we interested to see in, in in the first three you, you didn't mention Nathaniel Klein or Andy Robertson because I thought both of our fullbacks for me were incredible. It's, you know Klein. Fabinho, I mean, Fabinho, I'd give him man of the match if you just look at, you know, uh, performance-wise. But in context, Nathaniel Klein, I, I would have given him the champagne because, you know, he, he hasn't played. He hasn't played for such a long time. And to come back and to keep a player of Marcus Rashford's quality uh, quiet. I mean, he had him in his pocket, as they say. I think he had him sort of down his trousers, you know, down his underwear, probably. I mean, he was like, he, 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 there was no light of day for Marcus Rashford. And on the other side, Andy Robertson. I mean, there is a conversation to be had about him being the best left back in the world, I think. Um, so, you know, I mean, what do you think about our full backs? Yeah, I mean, it, again, Klein, you know, I think, uh, I mean, he, he for him to come back into this game, you know, of, of this magnitude and, and 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 play again as well as he did. And uh, again, you know, pushing forward. I mean, I, I always remember, I mean, I'm saying that as if it was a long time ago, but, you know, I remember Klein, you know, when he was fit and playing well, you know, bombing down the wing and putting in some crosses. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that if we can get uh, him back to his, again, back to his best and, and and you know fully fit you know then our ability to rotate him and and uh, and, and and Trent and um, and, and uh, you know and, and have that uh, strength and depth in that position and you know and then we've you know and then Robertson on the other side who's a machine I mean I, I can't ever imagine him getting injured you know he's just an absolute machine you know and, and getting that service into the box for um, for our you know our attacking trio just you know, it uh, you know for the second half of the season, I think you know it, it only it only it only looks good. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're both just so wonderful. Um, let's let's talk about the goals themselves then. The first one, um, uh, Sadio Mane. I mean, uh, I was lucky enough to talk to a professional footballer today. I'm not going to say which one. I'll leave it to your imagination. But I was talking to a professional footballer today and we watched the highlights back because uh, I was just too excited. I'd love to talk about Liverpool, Man United. And, uh, you know, we sort of paused it and, I mean, he said it was an excellent goal. Wonderful ball by Fabinho. Great control, excellent finish, Sadio Mane. But, but the defence was pretty bad from Manchester United. Um, I think. I mean, Ashley Young just sort of, he was behind uh, Manchester United's defensive line a bit, so that it was a bit skewed, and that allowed the space for Mane to run into, and Ashley Young didn't track his run. Um, I think they were a little bit at fault, but I was going going bananas yeah I was absolutely going bananas I was squealing and jumping and wailing and dancing and uh, throwing cushions around my my living room it was such a beauty wasn't it what what were you doing what were you doing what what do you make of that goal you know it was it just came at the right time We'd, we'd, we'd spent 20 minutes you know, battering them and and that and that pressure and uh, intensity. You know, it, we needed a goal. You know, and and I was getting a little bit, 
apprehensive that you know we would go into half time at nil nil and that and that would have been you know a shame and I, I know there's plenty of time left but you know it, i felt like a goal was coming i felt like we we needed to score you know we'd had some chances uh, and and you know it felt like that uh, it felt like if we'd have scored at that point you know, we could have we could have kicked on and i think that uh, you know it, it came at the right time i think that uh, his technique for taking the ball down um, and and slotting it uh, underneath De Gea, you know, uh, for the goal was just, you know, the the place went berserk. I mean, uh, I mean, it just it was just fantastic. You know, we were all on our feet, dancing around, cheering, and um, you know, and uh, you know, the fact that uh, I mean, it seemed to take them an age to um, to, to get back to to kick off. They, they they'd been uh, they'd been celebrating. You know, you could see how much it meant to them all, and so. Uh, uh, and so to, um, to, to to score that at that time, you know, after all of that pressure, I think it was, um, you know, it was it was, you know, all, all goals are good, but it was it was a well well timed well timed. I think the 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 amazing thing was that Mane wasn't offside uh, because <laughs> throughout the match, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm not. I think he, he does need to uh, pay a bit more attention to his line because, uh, you know, there were there's. Uh, I've been watching him. A little bit uh, uh, too many offsides in, in in recent games, I think. So, uh, so the fact that uh, he was able to stay onside, collect it, slot it home, fantastic. Yeah, it was excellent. It was excellent. And uh, yeah, thanks to Ashley Young for playing him on. Um, that that goes in the twenty fourth minute, nine minutes after Jesse Lingard uh, equalised with. Uh, with a goal, and again, I was watching this bet with the, with that professional, and uh, and uh, he, you know, we paused it as as the cross came came in, uh, and uh, you know, looked at Liverpool's defence, and there was no problem there really. I mean, Liverpool's defence were all in a good position, but then of course, Allison uh, spilled it, Lingard tapped it in, and uh, it sort of oh, it, it made me feel made me feel very nervous. I mean. How bad? One thing, another thing you can't tell from uh, from uh, watching it on TV is how bad the conditions were. Were they really bad? I mean, is that something that played a factor in him spilling it? Uh, so, uh, I mean, it was. It had been raining. I mean, it didn't. It didn't look. Uh, you didn't see anybody slipping around. You know, I think. Uh, you know, so. You know, I didn't. I didn't. You know, there was nobody losing the footing. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was cold. You know, and it was a bit wet. But um, and I can't remember if it was actually raining at the time. I'd noticed it had been raining. You know, on and off. But um, I, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, it could have been a factor. I mean, you know, he, he dropped the ball on his knee, didn't he? As he as he kind of catches it. it I mean, I think if on another day it had. Just, come out of his hands it had hit the floor and it would have bounced back into his hands you know but mm. because of the way that he'd slid in you know Allison kind of you know he, he, the ball came out of his hands and it actually hit his knee and, and ricocheted out to um, it's not he didn't actually palm it out to um, to, to, to Lingard you know it, it, the ball dropped from his hands hit his knee ricocheted out and um, and, and you know he was there to, to slot it in but um you know, I don't, I don't necessarily blame Allison for that. I think, you know, Lovren, I, I thought could have cut that cross out and, um, and, and maybe should have done a bit better, you know, from a defensive perspective, um, to, um, you know, to stop that cross coming in in the first place. And I think, uh, and I think it was a, 
I think it was the Lovren clearance leading to that that that, that conceded possession. I, I, I think if I remember the game rightly, I think it was that. So I mean, you know, the fact that we were under pressure from that point, but um, I mean, you know, it was a mistake. I don't care. You know, we won, and um, he his save uh, against Napoli, you know, uh, gives him uh, more more. Um, more points in the uh, in in the bag to uh, to yeah. make a few more mistakes. <laughs> Absolutely, I think, yeah. in, I think he's in credit with uh, this season with the amount of clean sheets and uh, and that particular save against Napoli. Oh, and the one against Everton, and he's made wonderful saves. You know, he's he's made some in 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 games that I can't remember, and I remember thinking at the time, I won't remember this save, but this is really important because we were either, you know, drawing at the time, and he pulls off a great save, or, you know, it. it, it I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal, and uh, you're right, his credit is so large that you know the the difference in, I mean, it's his second mistake really, the the blunder at Leicester, and uh, the one yesterday, but you know. Who gives a monkeys? I mean, he's he's uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant keeper, and and I love the the way that we don't blame him for it. We just you know and uh, you know and you saw that Van Dyke had a good reaction. I missed that. Did Van Dyke pick him up or something? What happened? Yeah, that was the that was it. Yeah, he um, he uh, you know the, as, as soon as as soon as the uh, the ball had gone in, you know you could see the United players you know turn away to celebrate. Uh, Shoulders went down a little bit from you know a few of the Liverpool players. You know, Anfield was silent, uh, with the exception of the United, you know, the away fans uh, cheering, and um, you know, and Van Dijk went straight over to um, to Allison and um, helped him to his feet. You know, and and I think you know probably gave him a few uh, few words of encouragement and uh, and 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 uh, and told him to kind of get on with it. And uh, and then you know, even when the half-time whistle went, um, you know. And I went straight over to Alison and kind of, you know, patted him on the shoulder and, um, you know, and uh, they walked into the um, they walked into the uh, tunnel together. So you know, again, a, you know, a captain's performance really from Van Dyke. Uh, I thought it was a bit of class from him. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that sounds great. I missed that. I'll have to check it out on the, I think the tenth replay that I've. Uh, that I've seen of the highlights of that match. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, uh, from that point, yes, 1-1, I was getting edgy because it's like, you know, against the run of play. I was watching it with some Man United friends of mine, actually, and they were, and they're like, oh, yeah, good, we got one back. But, you know, even they admitted it, it, was, it was jammy. But that's what they have, you know, in the history, I mean, of the last sort of 20 years, they've scored loads of jammy goals against us. And I thought, oh, no, here we go again. And there appeared to be that sort of ambience for the rest of the first half amongst the players. Like, I, our level dropped after that. We seemed to lose a bit of confidence and we seemed to lose a bit of our shape and our pizzazz. Um, that's how it looked on TV. Did you did you feel the same for the rest of the half? Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit bitty, really. I mean, I think um, I think after that, you know, there was there was a you know there was quite a few free kicks uh, knocking about. I think uh, Lukaku picked up a yellow card. Um, I think you know uh, I think um, there was a free kick on Roberts. Uh, sorry, a foul on Robertson, and then uh, a foul on Cater, and then. You know, there was, uh, you know, it was it was quite a bitty, uh, you know, a, a bitty run into the, the 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 end of the first half, really. And I think that the goal had kind of, you know, had kind of stunned Liverpool a bit. I think that the players were trying to, um, 
you know, I think United sense that they could, you know, if they could knock Liverpool about a bit, then maybe they could get back into it. And, um, you know, and so, you know, running into the, um, you know, running into the, the end of the first half, you know, it was it was quite a stop start. There was no real there was no real flow to the game. So I think that probably contributed to a bit of a lacklustre kind of ending. Really, you know, it was it was it was very stop start. And uh, and so I thought um, yeah, I thought going in at um, going in at, at half time one one. I was I don't think I was worried. I, I, I didn't I didn't think I didn't think uh, well I didn't think I was worried. And then I saw Fellaini warming up. Uh, he'd come out onto the pitch at half time and you know and I thought oh this is this is just this is just you know meant for a Fellaini header from a corner or something like that <laughs> which yeah some, you know, something just, rubbish yeah yeah that was it you know and just you know <laughs> worrying about the uh, worrying about the um, the second half but then um, you know but then you know obviously you know it turned out like it did so I didn't have anything to worry about well that was the, that's the thing with this team that I love is that it's different to previous years and it's taking it's still taking some getting used to but i'm i'm slowly coming round to this idea that that this current liverpool team seems to have an intensity that they can call upon again and again and again throughout the 95 96 minutes of an average match and i think that's something that is such a joy to to behold how we came out in the second half and we we began dominating again and it's and it was very very it's very different to previous years where we just seem to have this extra confidence and this ever extra attitude of like right we're going to absolutely wipe the floor with you uh, you know again and again and i i love it and you know, back on the, you know, just just to concentrate on the, on the goals for a bit. I mean, the substitution cater for uh, Shakiri or Shakiri on for Kato, if you prefer, was on seventy minutes, and then in the seventy third minute, he scored that goal. And just as I was thinking after Lingard's jammy goal, how United will probably get another one. We get one, then we get another seven minutes later. The second and third goals, I love them. I absolutely love them. Deflected a bit of luck, but thoroughly deserved. And I I, I mean, Cherdan Shakiri, XS, the power cube. What a guy. <laughs> well, he changed the game. I mean, you know, he, 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 as soon as he came on, he was quick, he was agile, you know, he... Uh, you know, he uh, he was making things happen. You could tell. I mean, you know, and, and even I mean, even though there was only kind of three minutes between him coming on and his goal, you know, in that three minutes, you know, you could you could tell there was an extra extra energy that he brought to the um, you know to the game. And um, I think he confused the United players. You know, I think um, I think from a formation perspective, because um, you know, Cater was was he played well, you know, but he wasn't quite as um, quite as as uh, agile as um, uh, Shakiri was, and and I think that um, you know he, he wasn't uh, he wasn't being picked up. So you know the fact that he was uh, he found himself with the ball on seventy three minutes and was able to stick it home with his with his right foot, which is a which is you know which apparently you know according to his uh, post match interview he's not scored with his right foot in a while. So uh, he was pleased about. Well, and so are we. Absolutely beautiful, and they were knackered by that point, weren't they? At the, at the end. And uh, when when the second Shakiri goal went in to make it three one right in front of the cop, 
Was it, were you going ballistic bananas? Would you use fruit? Would you use missiles? Would you use both? I mean, what kind of analogy? What were you going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mental. I think that was the, is the word. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's difficult to jump around without without falling without falling across the seats. To be fair, you know the fact that uh, you've not got much standing room when you do stand up, and so uh, <laughs> you know when you've got uh, when you're surrounded by grown men all um, hugging each other and jumping up and down and patting each other on the back, and you know it's uh, it's fantastic, and uh, you know and the fact that we had uh, well. I, I think also as well, you know, the, the the third goal going in just takes that extra bit of pressure off the team, you know, going into the uh, going into the final ten minutes because, you know, even though we were two one up, you're always thinking that you know United might get another jammy goal. I mean, they, ne- they never looked likely, but they didn't look likely in the first half. So, you know, the fact that uh, you know that's where the uh, that's where the Fellaini header was uh, was on, you know, was on the back of my mind after we scored our uh, second goal and. Uh, and um, you know, you could just think, you could just see, it, thinking, you know, they're just going to get one chance and uh, and 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 pop it in. But um, when the third goal went in, it was and 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 because of the time of it as well, you just thought, now there's no there's no chance they're going to score two goals. They might they might possibly pull one back, but there's not a chance. And I think that uh, given the way that Liverpool have been playing this season, the fact that you know, we seem to have shaken off the jitters that we had last season with uh, going ahead and then and then getting pulled back uh, to um, you know to level or losing a game you know from a from a from a winning position i think that um you know we um you know i did think that uh, when that third one went in that that was it it was all wrapped up we were done and dusted yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean it, there was there was one commentator i saw on on twitter today um uh, i think it was Pete I don't know one of the Peters. I'm not sure which commentator, but uh, when when Shakiri got the second, it was it was the 80th minute. But he was like, "And Shakiri wins the points for Liverpool or something," you know, in the 80th minute. It's still still 10, 15 minutes left. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it just seemed like yeah, that was it. You know, that was the that was the impression I got as well. Like that was it. Game over with 10 minutes to go. Because you're right, we. D- Jittery is a very good word for it. We don't we don't get the jitters. We don't get jittery uh, this season, and that's the thing that's taken. Wow, it's it's such a big step to take, and 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 um, we appear to be taking it. Um, so I mean, that's sort of. I don't know really how much how much longer I want to spend talking about this match. I just want to spend many more years dreaming about it and that wonderful domination. Uh, of of us, I'd like to move on. There was an important thing today, of course, the Champions League draw, Bayern Munich. What do you reckon to that? Oh yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I've always said this. You know, when we're talking about draw, I mean, you know, you get into the last sixteen, all the teams are good. Um, well, maybe fifteen of them are, and um, and uh, you know, you um, you have got to beat the best. You know, to um, you know, to be the best, haven't you? So I think uh, you know it, it could have been any of them. I would have been, I would have been happy playing any, any of the teams. But Bayern Munich, I think that uh, you know that'll be a, a special game for uh, Jurgen Klopp, and um, and I think that uh, you know we stand a good chance against them. I think we do as well. It's interesting to see that um, before the first game. Of course, the first match will be at home because we were second in the group. So the first match, uh, it, it says at the moment, I think it might. 
be to be confirmed. But I think it's Tuesday the 19th of February, according to Liverpool's official site. Uh, and it's uh, just before that, we've got Bournemouth at home. And um, but that seems to be like 10 days before. So maybe there's an FA Cup or something. I think there might be an FA Cup match, but don't really care about that. For the return match in Munich, the weekend before that, on Saturday the 9th of March, we've got Burnley uh, at home again, which is gonna, which is good. It's excellent. And then, you know, according to Liverpool's site, it says Wednesday, we're going to be Munich away. And then after that, Fulham away. So the fixture list has been kind to us, but we have no Virgil van Dijk for that first leg at Anfield away goals count double and they've got the top scorer in the Champions League have you seen Robert Lewandowski has got eight goals already in the Champions League I think that uh, I think that um, if we're able to do without Virgil in you know in that particular game I think you know we potentially have some uh, you know have uh, some defensive uh, qualities I think that could um, that could still put us in good stead I think that um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we, um, you know, and the fact that we've got a keeper that's, um, you know, that's that's worth an extra defender as well. So I think, uh, I think uh, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned. I like it. I like your optimism. Yeah, absolutely. Bayern Munich. I mean, I can't wait. Of course, the the media narrative is going to be a lot about Klopp. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I can't wait for it. Um, well, actually, yes, I can wait. I'm, I'm actually really excited about our next match, you know, because, I mean, every every game we watch is such a, you know, I mean, it's an absolute pleasure these days to watch this record-breaking rocket red team. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, are you are you confident? Yeah, confident. I think, um, you know, Wolves have been playing well this season. I think it should be a good match. I think it'll be a good test, but um, we will, um, you know, we will brush them aside I think and um, I'm confident uh, that we'll uh, our December our December run will continue you know I, I'm speaking to uh, somebody on Twitter actually about um, you know how well we'll do you know and whether we'll push uh, City um, all the way and uh, I said if we are at the end of December and we're still two points uh, behind City then I'll be pleased with that um, it turns out we could get to the end of December and be uh, and be a point ahead still. So I think uh, you know, we've got Wolves, uh, then Newcastle, haven't we? Then Arsenal. I think that uh, that takes us up into up to the City game, which I think will be a, a crucial one. Yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, it's a it's a very happy festive period for us. But I think Wolves is a banana skin. I really do, because um, they're they're inconsistent. They lost to Cardiff. They lost to Huddersfield at home uh, at the Molyneux. I think that's still where they play. But then they beat Chelsea at home. Then they won away against Newcastle, which is not easy. And then in their last match, they beat Bournemouth, which is also not easy. They beat them 2-0. They've got Jimenez, who's who's in form. And they've got a number of other players um, who are, I don't know, yeah, they're dangerous. They're a very dangerous team. And I just think after the highs of Napoli, after the highs of of uh, Manchester United yesterday, Liverpool have got to really focus. And this is what champions are made of, is being able to to win when you should win, when people expect you to win. 
Um, uh, final question: Are are we going to win the league? Well, you know, I don't. I genuinely don't know. I think uh, my uh, head says no. My heart says yes. I think um, listening to uh, Liverpool fans on the uh, sideline phoning coming back from the match, and um, there weren't many that were they were particularly confident. Uh, I'm afraid to say. I think that um, City are, uh, you know, uh, I won't say they're in a different league, but um, <laughs> they are. They are outstanding, and um, you know I think that. Uh, I mean, the predictions I've seen. There's, I've seen a, a prediction from uh, Sporting Index that says that says that Liverpool will finish on a record 92 points. Is their prediction based on the run into the to the uh, to the end of the season? We'll finish on a record 92 points, but uh, they think that that'll be five points behind City, unfortunately. And uh, so even even the statisticians think that we may finish second uh, on a on a record haul of points, which uh, you know I think uh, who knows? I mean it's a funny old game as they say, and uh, you know I uh, I just think that if we can continue, I mean I, I think if we get if we get to the if we get to third of January, I think if we beat City on the third of January, I think I think that'll be our best opportunity to. Uh, to take to take it on from there. I think that um, you know if, if we do if we do beat them on the third of January, you know, and and stay unbeaten through December and unbeaten to that point, you know, we we will. I mean, how many points will should we? I mean, if, presuming they win their games as well, we, we could well be four points ahead of them. And um, you know, I, I don't think we could ask for more, could we, at that point in the season? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I agree because. I can imagine us if we if that does happen and, and we do go for example four points clear of them at the top I can imagine us getting sort of vertigo more than I mean I think in some ways it's an advantage to be second but only two points behind them if they were to win that match let's say or if we were to lose another match and stay two points behind them and just grab you know just stay on if we could just stay on their heels I think that's more psychologically. Um, I think it's. I don't know. I just think it's. It's easier psychologically to be to be to be chasing them in second because I think there's more pressure on them uh, to you know not to drop points rather than the pressure of you know let's try and win. I don't know, <clears throat> but I mean you I think, know. I, I think mean, if you look at it a different way, I mean they'll have to take more chances to win their games, won't they? And, and equally, I'd rather have the points. In the bag, you know, always, always have the points in the bag. So that brings us to the end of another episode of Cop On Podcast. Thank you so much to Darren. You can follow him on Twitter at Wild Darren. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in to Cop On Podcast. Really appreciate it. Love, love it, love it that we have some listeners from all around the world. Get in touch with us. Go on, poponpodcast at gmail.com. Get involved. Send us questions. Send us death threats. Uh, we love all that stuff. And uh, thank you again for listening. Um, Manchester United are now 19 points behind Liverpool, which is the biggest ever distance uh, between the between the two clubs after the first 17 games of an English top flight season and uh, they've also conceded 29 goals in the Premier League. They're rubbish, aren't they? We've got bigger fish to fry. Wolverhampton Wanderers 
on Friday night. I can't wait. I'll be back as soon as possible. If it's not before Christmas, which it might not be, I do have several things to do. Then do have a jolly old time, wherever you are, whoever you are. Thank you. See you soon.